Hello, everyone. This is Kimberly Bailey, and welcome to the Tech Tea with Kimberly. I'm your host, and if you are listening, you are a friend or family member of the show, and I thank you for tuning in today. We have an amazing topic for um, this particular show. It's November, and November is wrapping up, and November is deemed as National Family Caregivers Month. And I wanted to do a show about this because I myself have been a caregiver for my mother since September of 2021. And so why not wrap up the month of November with an amazing topic and celebrating those of us who have taken on the role as caregivers. And what's interesting about this particular year and this particular November's National Family Caregivers Month is the theme. And the theme is Caregivers Connect. Again, it's Caregivers Connect. And this theme highlights how important it is for caregivers to build strong connections, to access information, share experiences, and find support. And so all of that makes perfect sense on maybe how technology can help caregivers do all of this. And so in talking about how we empower caregivers with technology, I have an amazing guest with us today. Her name is Janice Williams. Janice Williams is a registered nurse with a total of 25 years in healthcare. In 2010, she founded the nonprofit Caregivers Respite out of her own experience of caring for her father. Through Caregivers Respite, she has helped to educate over 500 caregivers in their journey of caring for their loved ones. Janice has also been published in two research studies and is the author of the book entitled Caregiving and Understanding Respite. Today, she works as the principal coach in JOW Consulting, where she coaches caregivers and their families, helping them navigate the maze of levels of care and transitional support. So thank you for joining us today, Janice. How are you doing? Hey, thanks, Kim. I am doing outstanding. It is so good to have you. Listen, I'm excited about being here. Um, anytime that I can um, talk about caregiving, I'm ready, especially during this month, which is National Family Caregiver Month. Um, this month, unlike other months, we really try to push the advocacy on caregiving, mm -hmm. awareness on caregiving. Uh, we want to uh, connect with family caregivers, but also people who don't even realize that they are caring for their loved ones. Um, that has been one of the most challenging, I think, well, not the challenging, but, uh, one of the most, one of the challenging things is, is making sure that people identify as family caregivers okay. and um, they just don't readily say, oh, I care. I know that I'm a caregiver, but you have, sometimes you have to kind of educate them on caregiving responsibilities. And if they can identify with caregiving, uh, then they can learn more about what they're really doing. Exactly. So it's a great month and I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Well, before we get into just the subject of how tech can help those of us who have taken on that role, tell us a little bit more about you and your caregiving journey. Um, well, I started caring for my dad. In fact, um, 
I had been uh, in healthcare for a long time before um, I even thought about what family caregivers do. And I always say family caregivers because that is who uh, I have really worked with for the past, this is my 14th year. Oh, and wow. so um, family caregivers, which I always, uh, there again, uh, you really have to do a lot of teaching on that. Mm -hmm. But family caregivers, um, I didn't really even pay attention to family caregivers. You know, I, I remember going to the hospital one day, working my shift, uh, taking care of my patients. And I had went in this room and um, I tried to give my patient his medicine, but I couldn't, he wouldn't take it. Okay. And his wife was sitting on the couch. And so she got up and she showed me exactly how to give his medicine. And if it had not been for her on the, uh, helping me, assisting me uh, at that particular time, I couldn't get my job done. She, he wouldn't have really got his medicine. So he, she took her time. She said, you're going to have to do this and, 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 and uh, break it in half and give him this much water. So that is exactly what I did. And um, so my shift ended, I went home. And when I came back the next day, guess who was still there? Her. That family caregiver. <laughs> so um, that really opened my eyes. And then when my dad got ill, he went through so many levels of care in a year that it really threw our family for a loop. Mm -hmm. And so every month we were doing something different uh, to care for him. And, and, and let me just tell you, he never asked for care. He, he never once uh, in, insinuated that he needed help. We just paid attention and just started diving in to help him because he was really the most uh, independent person in the world. He would take himself to the doctor. Mm -hmm. He had his own friends. He had his own way of doing things. And um, uh, the reason why I started paying attention is because he um, was feeding his, he used to uh, brag about this wonderful breakfast that he would fix every morning. And um, he would say, uh, I would call him and he'll say, uh, well, I'm about to cook a fried egg and toast and these uh, 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 turkey sausages or whatever. Uh -huh. And something told me to go check on him. And so by the time I got to his house, uh, he was uh, eating their breakfast, but he was eating out of the pot. So yeah. he didn't really have uh, strength enough to fix his plate and move to the table. And so uh, ever since then, we started really paying more attention and um, ended up caring for him. Yeah. And um, uh, so uh, he went through so many levels of care and later he died. Mm -hmm. But really, um, God got my attention to start um, Caregiver's Respite. And um, because I really paid attention to what caregivers had, but what they didn't have as well. <laughs> and it was a chance for us to make sure that um, they got information as well as care. And I would tell anybody, if my dad was still living, I'll be taking care of him. But God gave me a chance to take care of other people. Uh, and and I've met some great people. <laughs> Wow. And so um, uh, that started Caregiver's Respite. Uh, but 
and I always think about this. Um, I um, just because you're in healthcare or a nurse or what have you, it doesn't really, it, it doesn't always mean that you are a family caregiver. I had to transition to that role. Okay. I had to transition from nurse role to caregiver role, but um, I wouldn't have traded this journey for anything because it has opened up my eyes and uh, to a new world and um, new possibilities and great, great people. Yeah. You know, what you said is very interesting because those of us, so I, I started caregiving for my mom in September of 2021. And again, my mom, you know, lived on her own, was driving, cooking, doing everything. And she just called me one morning because she just wasn't feeling well when she was supposed to be taking herself to the doctor. And from there, everything just kind of shifted. Right. And um, nobody's just really prepared for that. It's just you just have to jump in and do what you need to do. Right. And so when I think about you as a nurse, I would think, well, you know, it would be a little bit easier because you know what to do. But you're right. Nobody knows really how to do that caregiving role. And it can be a challenge and a new uh, experience for even someone who is trained in the healthcare field. And that's why I always, uh, Kim, I always, I always say family caregivers. Right. And so, cause there's formal caregivers and there's informal care. There's formal caregivers and there's informal caregivers. The formal caregivers are the ones who get paid to take care of their loved one. I mean, to take care of us, uh, the nurses, the doctors, the, uh, nurse practitioners, the nursing assistants, those are all formal caregivers. Mm -hmm. But the informal caregiver is the family caregiver. And that's the person who takes off the job, retires early, uh, misses work, mm -hmm. just to care for that loved one. Um, and so, yes, you do transition no matter what job you're coming from healthcare or whatever. Mm -hmm. Family caregiving is totally different. And, and I always use this scenario that I, I explained earlier, earlier about how I was able to go home as a, as a caregiver, a formal caregiver, and that family caregiver never did go home, which <laughs> means their job never stops. Exactly. And in fact, if you want to be real with it, they, they're the ones that answer everything. Uh, in, in, in talking to you, I told you I, this is my 14th year, but I've, I don't know any program or anything that fixes everything except for their family caregiver. Exactly. Yes, and you know, I, I can totally agree because there are many times where I saw every nurse that came on every shift because I was at that hospital just like that. Right. Um, remembering the medications. I, if someone asked me about the medications, I can roll it off better than anybody. I could tell you exactly what it is, how much it is, when she takes it, all of that. And so, but what I did have to do, because I am a technology person, right? I had to figure out how to make it easier for me. 
because I could handle all of my mom's business and I would forget mine because I was so consumed with just trying to do the best job that I could do. And so I had to just look at some ways that, you know, how is this technology going to help me? Um, and just sitting in, in the hospital, just seeing all of the technology that was involved just in them caring for. That's true. All of the technology that you all use. Uh, I was surprised that Dr. Steele had pagers. I didn't even think pagers still existed, but Dr. Steele had that piece of technology. But when I went home, I needed just something to support me. And one of the things that has just been very valuable throughout this entire journey has just been digitizing her appointments. Yes. Having a calendar where I could keep up with the appointments, um, accessing patient portals for doctors, because yes. then I could see, you know, what's coming up, when is this appointment and all of those types of things that have helped me. Um, documentation. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. When you take over stuff, I think the thing that overwhelmed me the most was just mail. Mm -hmm. Just having her mail coming to me. It, it was just driving me bananas with all of the paper. And so my mom was still paying everybody with a check because mm -hmm. that was just her way. And I had to change that because I just couldn't keep up with it. I had to automate some bills and things of that nature. So when you're working with families and individuals, have you run across any of that or has have people just had to rely on technology in any way to just help make the job easier? You know what, uh, as a caregiving consultant and coach, mm -hmm. uh, some of those things depend on the person. Uh -huh. um, it depends on their way of doing things because what, what you actually just talked about, even in those three instances, you're integrating um, um, the work uh, that you're doing for your mother into systems that work for you. And right. um, caregiving and technology is going to be its best on what works for you. And you mentioned um, just, uh, just for instance, the documentation piece. <laughs> I mean, that's huge. Um, you know, it just depends on how you want to do it. Mm -hmm. um, but everybody, even in, in uh, real time now, everybody has access to portals. Yes. And um, which I think has really been a blessing. Yes. Because <laughs> you can see in real time lab work, Yes. Um, and and if you really, you know, um, I don't know, you know, depends on our parents. Some of them believe in that. Some of them don't. But as far as you managing um, mm -hmm. her health, that is imperative because I'm, I'm just going to tell you, uh, we have uh, young people who don't even access portals. But if you are, if that's one of the things that help you run more efficiently, efficiently, mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, because you're really going to have access to her medical records. And then the fact that you've taken on her care, you're going to see um, a lot of times more than one doctor. So it's imperative. <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> more than one doctor sometimes in one week. There were times right. where there were four to five doctor's appointments in mm -hmm. one week. 
Yes, ma'am. And just trying to just navigate all of that. Even the GPS as technology is is helpful. Yes, ma'am. It just how can I get here efficiently? And my mom and I, we we operate on two totally different schedules. She's an early morning person. Mm-hmm. Even though I work, I'm just not the morning person. Mm-hmm. And so trying to get to those appointments you know, in the morning time, trying to schedule them all that we can get to them at a certain, you know, give us drive time. Mm-hmm. It it was challenging. And mm-hmm. sometimes it still can be. But again, to your point, efficiency and what works for you, mm-hmm. you have to integrate that into your system. Because really, it's a job. And yeah. I appreciate the uh, even the things that you called out, because you handling it more like a job. And it is a job. I'm just going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And that's why what you do is so important. Anytime you take uh, whatever you need to make sure to maximize uh, her care is, is, is really what caregiving is all family caregiving is all about. Uh, nobody's is the same uh, as far as the care, the care level, dot, 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 what you're going to do. But yeah, you do have to find ways to streamline and to keep yourself organized and without breaking down. Mm -hmm. And and that's the best thing about it because, you know, um, everybody's different, but you do have to use strategy to make sure you complete your assignment. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) And whatever that looks like. Exactly. And so in a lot of my roles as a technology person, I've had lots of projects and had to manage projects. Mm -hmm. And what I had to learn early is that I had to look at this as a project. Yes, ma'am. And I had to apply project Mm -hmm. management principles to her caregiving. Yes, ma'am. And whatever that meant. And that's why I can recite the medications and I can go to you know when the appointments are because I literally had to apply technology and project management you know practices in order to do it another really cool thing that you know once we got into this pandemic and everything went virtual I found you know televisits were were helpful Mm-hmm. You know, and that's not something that she was accustomed to. But if I could sit the computer in front of her mm-hmm. and the doctor could, you know, just give some, you know, some instruction and just ask how she was doing. It was fantastic because that's one other appointment that we can make that we didn't have to go to. So telehealth, again, another technology piece that was, you know, has been key for me. And you know what? Uh, telehealth. Uh, like you said, is is really a game changer. Really, uh, years ago in in nursing, it was like telehealth, you know. Right. But, but I even know of some doctors, depending on the situation, mm-hmm. uh, would see that person. Um, even their some people would might may would see them their first visit, and 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 that's kind of unheard of. But telehealth really was a game changer. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and I would say this, the pandemic taught us a whole lot of things. Yeah. Uh, for, for in what I would say about that is in three things that really, uh, it, it 
that really kind of pop roll off for me. One thing is that uh, we really uh, kind of was like a crisis level and we, we probably still are. And what I mean by that is that the number of, of caregivers per uh, care recipient kind of was going down, you know? Mm-hmm. And so there, there, it, it looked like it really wasn't going to be enough people to care for individuals. And so if you're doing it all by yourself, you really was not supposed to be doing it all by yourself. Mm-hmm. And so um, uh, that's one thing. The other thing is that we saw that people were getting sicker, um, younger. So if you thought that caregiving was this thing that you was just going to be taking care of somebody elderly, that was not true. Right. Right. (laughs) And, and so, um, and another thing, it opened up ways that I had not seen for technology. Mm -hmm. One way, um, uh, if you're, uh, uh, if you're familiar with the Choices Program, Ten Care, yes, um, in Tennessee, they actually started uh, integrating technology um, as far uh, as um, to their care recipients. Mm-hmm. So, if you were on that program, you you could get. Um, they had several things that would help you, which was technology, which would help you take care of your loved one. Right. One thing that I really loved was um, um, they had this, um, I can't call the correct name of it. I apologize, but um, there was like a pill dispenser. Yeah. And so, uh, and, and so you, they were trying to find ways since people were getting sick. Mm-hmm. And so there was uh, so many caregivers getting sick and you would have to have caregivers come into your house and and they may be sick, you know. So it was just like so much was going on, but like uh the pill dispensers, which I thought that was phenomenal. Uh-huh. Because, uh the pill dispensers, um, the I think the whole thing behind that is you want to find ways that a person can age in place. And so if you had this pill dispenser uh dispensing the right medication, mm-hmm. and so that person um uh, we get the right medication without having so much of somebody being right there, you know, it, it so, made them more self-sufficient. Yes. Okay. Yes. And, um, but the reason why I bring that up the, uh, at that time is, is because even our state and the Medicaid program was trying to find ways to, for people to to get care, get care safely by using technology, mm-hmm. who would have thought, you know? Right. So, you know, you hear about sometimes that uh, a person will get lost yes. if they have Alzheimer's disease. And, you know, I, that's a real problem. <laughs> yes. And they call it wandering. And so even I know um, uh, several caregivers who have uh, installed cameras in their rooms Mm-hmm. in the uh, care recipients rooms and even had like little uh, use like the airport, the AirPods to track, you know, their loved one. Yeah. Because um, one, um, someone called me the other month 
and their husband had got out, you know? And so it's a real thing. And so technology, we have to rethink it. Even yeah. the things that I just mentioned, TenCare was offering it because I meant, I said it because years ago, there was no option. Exactly. But, but now they even looking at ways to keep um, uh, uh, the care recipient safer. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so, but even in technology, everything that's available now, we can use in some kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. Out, outside of the box that we didn't even think about years ago. Right. Um, keep our loved ones safe. I didn't even think about AirPods, you know, just on air tags. I'm sorry, the tags. Yeah, the air tags on an individual just so you can track. You know, we think about tracking our luggage and all of those types of things. But again, that is a way. And I know camera systems have just been phenomenal for yes. anyone to be able to just kind of see what's happening with their loved one just the technology making sure people can't exit doors and go into certain areas how you can have that technology on a door where you can unlock and lock doors um you know one of the things i did you know all the time during covid and was just using the app to get groceries to my mom and this is before she was sick you know just making sure that I could order them online and then have them shipped to her home and I didn't have to worry about her getting out and then being able to do video calls so wow I love that <laughs> yeah having family that's you know out of town you know being able to do the video calls and things of that nature I can remember I think during COVID we did her a birthday party over Zoom and yes. the families could, you know, log in. So, you know, I'm a technology advocate and I just think the more that we can find ways to utilize it to help caregivers, you know, like myself, it just makes it easier and it gives us, you know, just a bit of ease in just all of the things that we have to do because it is a lot. And you're not prepared for nobody. You know, we don't grow up knowing how to take care of our loved ones. Yeah. It's nobody teaches us how to do that. So it's something you have to do. It's on the job training all the time. And you know what? Uh, to be honest with you, uh, that's why I really started Caregivers Respite. Because mm -hmm. uh, I, I did not want people... Well. I did not want caregivers to kind of go through the same thing. And um, I think we can do a better job of preparing to care. Okay. I, I definitely think that. <laughs> and um, uh, just a little bit about, you know, what, what we've done this month. Uh, we did a day of respite for a family caregiver. And um, I know everybody on your podcast knows what respite means. Well, you can tell us just in case somebody <laughs> doesn't. Let's just assume everybody doesn't know. So give us some information on what respite is, because I know. <laughs> so respite uh, means break. Uh, it means period of delay. It means refresh. It can mean so many things, but um, usually when you hear it, they're talking about a break or services, break services for a family caregiver. Mm -hmm. um, 
I wouldn't say break services. I would say a break for a family caregiver. And different uh, businesses uh, may do services to come in and take care of your loved one while the caregiver go gets a break. Yes. And so um, respite uh, means break, but a break for a family caregiver. Or respite could just mean break for anything. Yeah. But I tell people when you hear the word respite, your ears need to open up because it could be talking about you. And um, so uh, you'll see uh, things that say respite services. And so those come in a lot of different ways, but respite is a break. And I always say that, uh, you know, uh, we weren't there to try to take the person out of their caregiving situation. But if you get a break, family caregiver, then you can make it. Mm -hmm. And so breaks are not only there, but they are necessary. Exactly. For a job that you don't get a chance to train for. You know, you don't go in on anybody's job not getting a break, not getting your 15 minutes, <laughs> your two 15 minutes and your 30 minute lunch. Right. So if you get that break, just like when we work a, um, a job, conventional job, when you get that break, you can come back a little refreshed and mm -hmm. ready to go to the second half. And that's what family caregivers have to get. Exactly. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, you're right. Um, my mom is now in a, a really nice, you know, assisted living that, you know, is working for us. But, but before she became like a permanent resident, we did respite yes. um, while I was still in the city um, because I think I knew I had to take a trip or something was coming up and I wanted to make sure it made sense. So I did respite while I was still here just in case something came up, but just wanted to get her comfortable and um, making sure that, you know, it was a good fit. Right. Yes. Yes. And I can. And this, this is, this is hilarious now. Cause I can remember when uh, we first uh, looked at the particular uh, facility and, you know, I was, and we had been, it was challenging. My mom was living with me and just trying to do all the things. And it, it was, it was tough on both of us. Yes, and we saw, we found this particular place and, you know, I was like, you know, mama, do you like it? What do you think? And she was like, yes, I like it. I, you know, I don't have to cook. They'll do everything for me. I was like, great. Because one of us is going here. Because <laughs> one of us needs assistance. All right. All right. And so we laugh about it now, but mm -hmm. it was a real thing. It was, it was tough, but you know, now she's, you know, she's doing so, so, so much better. And one, you know, it gives her that social element that she needs. Cause we have different personalities. She loves to be around people and talking and I love to be by myself and quiet. And so <laughs> we, we had to figure out, you know, a place and a stage where our personalities would be able to be fed equally. And so this, this really works. But again, you know, I still use all of my 
tech tools, when I have appointments for her, when I have all these things, I still have all of that in place. Um, just in case, you know, um, some of those things, I still take her to her doctor's appointments. And so I still need all of that. So it's very, very useful, but I'm glad you kind of cleared up what respite is and made it very clear that it is risk because that's what it felt like. It was a, just a point of getting a little bit of risk and then just making sure that they're comfortable too. Because if you find a place that's pretty consistent for you uh, as a caregiver and they're comfortable, then you have another resource that can help you, you know, as you, you know, continue to assume this role. Definitely. And, you know, um, working and caring is something. Yes. It's something now. Yeah. It's something. <laughs> And I commend you because, you know, everybody's journey is different. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you were able to go back to work. And, you know, not everybody may can or, um, or everybody's journey is so different. I, I really, it, it, it it so I'm what I'm saying with that is that you have to get around people who are going through the same thing you're going through. Mm. Now, okay. you know, you're sharing about things that work for you, and somebody else may share about things that work for them, and somebody else may share about something else, and you kind of pull from that. You pull from it because you're in a in an environment where you can thrive, mm -hmm. and um, that is not always. That's not the case. That's not the plan everywhere, you know. Right. And so, um, as you work and care give, you still need support. Yeah. You still need resources. You still need a support group. You still need technology. <laughs> You still need uh, financial planning. You need people. You need a lot of things. And so um, even as you're a, a working family caregiver, which is really, oh, it, it's like another layer of the puzzle. Yeah. Um, but that still doesn't take away from the things that you still need, even though you might not be able to get to it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, right. And so, and that kind of takes us to like the next thing I wanted to talk to you about, like resources. What are some good resources for caregivers, whether they're working every day or they're full-time and where would they look for resources? Because support is so important. How do we connect? Since this is the caregivers connect theme, how do we connect with these resources? So, um, it, let me give my disclaimer about resources. Okay. So, uh, resources are great when you talk about them as a whole, but every resource is not going to fit you. I agree. And so, I don't like to 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 say, "Oh, resources are out there." Oh yeah, we got resources. 
the res is different resources out there, but every resource doesn't fit everybody. Right. Okay. And so, because everybody's in a different space. And so, uh, but one resource you can uh, uh, use in any state, there is an area agency on aging and disability. And so, um, uh, well, there, I, I, I want to say that again, there is an area agency on aging. Here in Tennessee, in Shelby County, is the area agency on aging and disability. Some people call it the triple AD. And their number is four is two 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 four one one one, and I know it so well is be is because uh, that's like a one stop shop for for um, support for uh, people who are senior, okay, or disabled, okay, and um, so they have, uh, in fact, they have connections to the Choices Program, which is Medicaid. They have uh, different services for seniors. Mm -hmm. uh, 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 they can help caregivers with counseling. Um, they can um, help you with the, the MIFA meals. <clears throat> uh, and, and I think they do something with transportation. They have like a, uh, a program that you can get the, um, uh, the, um, adult daycare so it's a good first place to start okay and so um they'll let you know whether you qualify for whatever they have dot 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 but it's a great place to start and i just say that because there's something like that in every state that has uh, a county connected to it several there's several in different states and different and they serve different counties and that's a great place to start okay um and uh while i'm mentioning that um so there is uh here in tennessee there's what you call the tennessee respite coalition okay and um they do um like they do this like supplemental grant that they offer per year and so it's like a reimbursement so if the uh if you are caring for your your mother, your father, or whoever, and you, you're paying for care for them out of your pocket, they can reimburse you for up to like $600 per year. Okay. And so, uh, and so that might be good for uh, some people. And so it just depends on the care level mm -hmm. and what they need. And so, uh, again, I'll, I say resources are are as good as as uh, what you qualify for or, or what is you, in your care level. And to be honest with you, um, you know, over the past 14, well, over the past years, okay, uh, one of the highest uh, questions that I've been asked about is 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 paying for care. I mean, that is, is a, a real thing. And, and, you know, working, uh, with family caregivers, we did this, uh, uh, caregiving financial summit every year. But what I learned is that, oh, listen, Miss Kimberly, I have learned so much, Uh huh. but I I've also learned that we have kind of put a bandaid 
on certain things. Okay. So um, I started doing this boot camp and I do it uh, just about every other month and it's called Women Who Care. And um, so does that sound like Women Who Care Give? Did I say Women Who Care Give? You said Women Who Care? That's right. But I didn't say Women Who Care Give. Right. And, and I did that for a reason because what I wanted to create a place is for caregivers to get to work about financial aspects of caring because we put a Band-Aid on that. And you never, Kim, if you, you already know this, what I'm about to tell you, but this is, this is, this is my drop the mic moment right here. <laughs> it, you know, you never get what you need when you're in it. So we have to be proactive when it comes to care. And so what, but what we've created a culture is being reactive when it comes to care. It's called care planning. That's what I'm talking about. And you never get your desired outcome as much as you want when you're in it. We got to prepare for this thing. And so that's where I am pouring my heart and sweat into because I know what I know that I know that I know. <laughs> that as a culture, we've kind of missed some things. Mm -hmm. And now I'm creating a safe place for us to get to work. Okay. And what I mean by getting to work, I mean getting to work on what you need. Okay. Okay. Yes, I like that. And I like the idea of care planning. And again, that is not a one size fits all um, you know, thing. It, it's a it's a it's a thing that has to be tailor-made for you. And that's why I know. When I, when I talk, I'm not, you know, I don't know why people think this. Uh, people think when you talk about caregiving, you're talking about something poor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, I'm, what I'm talking about, the, the, oh, the caregivers, hey, no, you don't know anybody's financial uh, situation. Exactly. And so, so even preparing to care, you you know, no, you don't, you don't, I'm not trying to prepare yours. And so I'm saying all that, Kim, to say that you can never, you can never plan or, or I don't talk from caregiving the point uh, I used to. I don't talk uh, about caregiving from the point that everything one size fits all, it is not happening. Mm -hmm. That's why people have missed the mark. Right. Because they're thinking it's one thing. Listen, <laughs> it is not. And that's why the boot camp is important because I'm not going in here saying it's one size fit all. Right. Oh, caregivers. No, no, no. Are you kidding? Right. <laughs> you know we have to plan for care and whatever that looks like for you. Exactly. Then we take off from there. Right. And so um, there again, um, I'm creating a safe space so women so people can get to work. Mm -hmm. Now, I believe in creating great places, great spaces. Okay. That's, that's why we did the, um, this year we did the day of respite because that's important too. Yeah. <laughs> As you care for your loved one, you got to care for you. But guess what? We got to prepare. Okay. We got to prepare. Okay. So, I mean, you, you've said a lot and it all makes sense. And you're right. We, 
we do operate in a reactive mode because the the job of a caregiver sometimes sneaks up on us. You know, but that's why you're working so hard. I don't want that anymore. Right. Because so that's I feel why like it snuck up on me. Like, you know, I I wasn't, you know, I'm used to picking up the phone when my mom calls and we talk about whatever. I wasn't prepared mentally for her to say, I don't feel well. And then here we are, you know, these many years later, right? And so I think that's why we are so reactive because we're just not prepared. And I'm hoping that anyone listening, even if you don't identify with being a caregiver now, that you can take some things that Janice is saying and realize that you don't, you like they say in the Bible, you know, not the day nor the hour. <laughs> right. But, but I'm going to be really transparent. Okay. Because I, I really want people to hear me when I say this. When you're in when you're in a caregiving situation, the care recipient is only so much that we're gonna be able to do. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as developing uh different resources, okay? Okay. But for you. The person who's walking around who's well, for the person who's able to make their own medical decisions, for the person who's able to, to do and to get the thing that they desire, that's who we're talking to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because if, if you don't, then what we're going to do is we're going to repeat certain cycles. Right. And I'm not interested in that anymore. Right. You're trying to break cycles, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, yeah, that that's really that's really key. And so, you know, just in case somebody's listening and they are in the middle of this caregiving journey, they've been in it for a while. You know, it, it's so many stages of it. Right. I, yes. I, I feel like I'm I'm not I feel like when I got started, I was in crisis mode. And I don't feel like I'm in crisis mode so much now, right? But, you know, there are so many different stages. You know, what are some words of encouragement that you could give to someone no matter what phase they're in? Because it can feel isolating. And sometimes you can have a huge family and it can still feel isolating. And sometimes it could just be, you know, a very, you know, it's just my brother and I, right? And my brother, you know, lives out of town. And so, you know, what can you do, you know, say to someone just to encourage them? This is a month set aside for National Family Caregivers. You know, what is something that you can say to encourage those of us who are, you know, in this amazing club together? Um. Well, what I would say is thank you. Uh, for what you're doing you're doing a phenomenal job I'm proud of you um and I I need to thank you mm -hmm. and I know that you would say oh you don't have to thank me for taking care of my mother yes I do because you're making a conscious effort to show up every day and you're the one that answers everything so I appreciate everything you're doing great and I I don't want you 
to beat yourself up. <laughs> I mean, the world does a great job of discouraging us. But if I would leave one thing with you, please get around people who matter. And and I and 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 don't worry about who's not showing up. Exactly. If you show up, hey, you doing it. That's you are I doing do. it big. <laughs> but get around people who are going through the same thing or similar. So you can iron sharpening is iron. Yeah. You know, one thing that caregivers give out, they give out emotional support. And so that that support group, if you're in the right atmosphere, you're gonna get that emotional support back to you. Mm-hmm. And so you what you're giving out, you're able to 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 get back. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not there's there, there is no reason why you can't find a support group. You can email me, I'll help find you one. Right. One of the greatest things I, I facilitated a support group for 11 years. Wow. <laughs> and oh my goodness. I don't remember a time. <laughs> I don't remember a time when God didn't show up. Okay. And, and it's not be, it's not because of of the the that I had everything. I mean, he was there and somehow he fixed some things. Absolutely. It was just so phenomenal to be a part of that. And that is what family caregivers face. So if you could get in the right atmosphere of a support group, uh, it will be like, yes. Yeah. It's I can make what you need. It's the it's the it's the muscle that you need to keep going. Yes, yes. Right. So in saying that, there is a segment of my podcast that I do with every guest. It's called Forward Ever, Backward Never. And the the reason why I do this, this is a this was my church motto growing up as a kid. That was our 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 motto, forward ever, backward never. And that is really how I try to look at things, Janice. I know sometimes I dwell on things because I'm an overthinker. So I dwell on things sometimes behind me, probably longer than I should, but ultimately I'm moving forward, mm-hmm. forward ever and backward never. I'm I'm letting all of that behind me go. And so in this conversation for, you know, caregivers or what you see as an advocate for caregivers, what should we be looking forward to? Or what do you think is down the road for, you know, this caregiving journey? Um, I know without a shadow of doubt, I'm in the right space mm-hmm. in the present and that's being proactive. Okay. Um, um, so that's the forward. Okay. And the, <laughs> the other one you said never backward, never is, is the reactive because if we can get people younger, uh-huh. to the conversation, if we can get all ages on page, okay, we can make a difference. We don't have to repeat cycles. Okay. Am I saying caregiving is going to be easy? Am I saying it's, it's not going to be a challenge? No, I'm not saying any of that. But I'm just saying we can do better. 
Okay. Get people younger. If we get more people to the table um, at different age groups, then we can make a difference in our families. Absolutely. So getting us involved sooner than later. Oh, yes. And not being so reactive. So we're not going back to being reactive. We're moving forward to being more proactive and not only about the people we give care for, but the plan for our own care. Amen. And I will high five you on that. That's it. Because, um, you know, I don't know, you know, we, we gonna, I don't know what we thinking. I guess I, we thinking like I used to think my dad was, uh, 89 and he was going to the doctor by himself and, and doing stuff for himself. And Kim, I guess I thought I, he was going to live forever. Yeah. No plan. No plan. Right. No plan. <laughs> I had no plan. And so, and he didn't want to give us one. <laughs> we had to make one. And was it easy? No. Right. Um, it's time. Time out for that. Time to do better. Yes, ma'am. Wow. Well, I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation and I appreciate you coming on, closing out November with me as we celebrate yes. National Family Caregivers Month. This is an amazing time for all of us who are in the caregiving space. And, you know, before we, you know, get your information, I just want everybody who's caregiving to know that you do have support and you are not alone. And we're just going to give you a hand clap. Um, just to say, keep it up, keep going, keep doing what you're doing. And just know there is um, people, there's, there's other people out there who are going through the same thing and you're not, you know, you don't have to do it alone. And so that we know we don't have to do it alone. How do we get in touch with you? Like, when is the next event? What can we do to stay connected to you, Miss Janice, as we continue this caregiving journey? Well, um, you could reach out to me. I'm at uh, Janice Williams, well, Janice-Williams.com. Janice-Williams.com. Okay, got it, got it. You can reach out to me on that, or uh, I'm on Facebook. Uh, I think Janice Williams are in. Okay. And uh, the next actual boot camp is December 5th. Okay. And also, um, I think after that, it's going to be one in February. And we're just going to keep uh, this going. Okay. And so if they go to Janice-Williams.com, they'll be able to get information about the December 5th boot camp. Uh-huh. Or they can either go to Eventbrite. It's on okay. Eventbrite as well. And what's the name of the boot camp? Uh, it's called Women Who Care. Women Who Care. Yes, ma'am. For caregivers to get us all prepared and be better, um, better at being proactive in this uh, caregiving journey. Yes, ma'am. Yes, wow. ma'am. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I thank you for everything that you're doing in this space. Thank you for joining me for some tech tea with Kimberly. I just really thought this was a great time to talk about this right around the holidays and closing out this amazing month. And I know that people are listening and somebody may not 
be in this fight at all. And then there are some people who are just inundated with it. It's their day to day. But no matter what happens and no matter how it's going, always remember to Kim. That is keep it moving. <laughs>